0: Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 9th, and it's World Freedom Day. On this day, 22 years ago, the Berlin Wall went down and families were reunited. In 2001, President George W. Bush declared today as World Freedom Day. Pieces of the Berlin Wall were auctioned off afterwards and can be found all over the world. For example, a little walkway at Warner Brothers. Where else? The men's room of the Main Street Station casino in Vegas. Yeah, you heard me. So, uh, how about some news? The January 6th panel has issued subpoenas for a half dozen Trump allies, including former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. The House committee isn't just trying to figure out what happened on January 6th, but what happened leading up to it. They view the events of the 6th and the time leading up to it as more than a disgruntled mob or, depending who you talk to, Some nice folks on a tour. But instead, they believe this was a concerted effort by Team Trump to keep the president in power. Now, this isn't just reading smoke signals. This comes from a look at who got served today, including John Eastman, a lawyer who drafted a memo that laid out how Trump could use Mike Pence and Congress to invalidate the election results. He's also reported to have participated in a briefing with about 300 state legislators, during which he told them it was their duty to, quote, fix this this egregious conduct and make sure we're not putting in the White House some guy that didn't get elected, end quote. He also sent an email to Greg Jacob, Mike Pence's aide, saying, quote, the siege is because you and your boss did not do what was necessary to allow this to be aired in a public way so that the American people can see for themselves what happened. When did he send this email? While rioters and Mike Pence were in the Capitol building. Now, a timeline is still being built out But I suppose it's possible that this email could have been sent while rioters were chanting hang Mike Pence. So Eastman's subpoena seems pretty obvious. Uh, Why did everyone else get one? Michael Flynn got one because he discussed seizing voting machines and casually invoking national security emergency powers. Bernard Keurig, a former New York police commissioner, participated in a planning meeting on January 5th. Also there were Trump campaign manager Bill Stepien and senior advisor Jason Miller. Rounding out the group of newly subpoenaed folks, Trump campaign national executive assistant Angela McCallum, who left a voicemail for an unknown Michigan state representative wanting to know if the campaign could, quote, count on the representative to appoint an alternate state of electors. Speaking of January 6th, Atlanta district attorney Fannie Willis is getting closer to a special grand jury in her criminal investigation into election interference by Trump and co. You may remember that Trump called the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, and urged him to, quote, find 11,780 votes, end quote, which would have put Georgia in Trump's win column. If you want to see some pictures that'll put you in a great mood today, check out the pictures of the people who were reunited with their friends and family yesterday, because international travel is making a comeback. Thanks to COVID, America had a 33-nation ban that kept most non-U.S. citizens out of the country. Now, as numbers improve, including the number of eligible folks vaccinated, the travel ban is over. Don't worry though, everything good also has a bad. No, 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 I'm kidding. This is good, but it does present some logistical challenges because many airlines are having trouble overcoming their staffing shortages. Earlier this month, American Airlines canceled 2,000 flights because of staffing and weather issues. Last month, Southwest also had to cancel 2,000 flights. But hey man, come by air and you know what? Come by land too because Fully vaccinated folks can now enter from Canada and Mexico as well. An LA Times investigation has found that deputies disproportionately stopped Latino folks on their bicycle stops. The Times analyzed more than 44,000 bike stops since 2017 and found that 85% of riders are searched and 7 out of every 10 stops involved a Latino cyclist. Out of those searches... Illegal items were discovered just 8% of the times, and weapons were seized 164 times, which is less than half a percent. One reason deputies used to stop a cyclist is because they're riding on a sidewalk. However, as anyone who's ever tried to ride a bike in LA knows, sometimes the sidewalk is the safest place. In East LA, for example, only 1% of streets have bike lanes, and in Linwood, there are no bike lanes at all. West Hollywood, which is mostly white, has more bike lanes and... The city's code allows people to ride on the sidewalk if there's no lane. Remember earlier this year when it felt like everyone was getting ransomware? The Department of Justice says two men have been indicted in connection with a wave of those attacks, one of which shut down a meat processing company. These men are believed to be part of an organized crime group called Revil? It's spelled capital R, -R 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 capital E, V-I-L. Their first crime, ransomware attacks. Their second crime, stupid sounding name. Speaking of hacking, the investment app Robinhood, which is also getting that side-eye eyeball emoji from people who tried to buy GameStop stocks for those three days when Reddit broke Wall Street and then they blocked trading because of a long story short shady deal. Well, those guys announced yesterday that they've actually been hacked earlier this month. 5 million people had their emails stolen. 2 million had their full names taken. 310 also had their zip codes and birthdays. And finally, luckily, it appears only 10 customers had, quote, more extensive account details revealed. Not quite sure what that entails, as the company has put out a statement saying they didn't believe any social security numbers or bank info was taken. In not my favorite joke news, Ted Cruz isn't ready to give up on America yet, but quote, if there comes a point where it's hopeless, then I think we take NASA, we take the military, we take the oil. He also jokingly added that Joe Rogan should be president of Texas. Politics aside. No podcaster should be president. People who want to be president can have podcasts. People who have resumes where item number one is podcasting shouldn't be president. Cruz made his comments at a Texas A&M event last month when a student asked how he felt about the Texas secessionist movement. The Texas nationalist movement, also known as Texit, a frustratingly solid nickname, has noted on their official website that they, quote, get a government that begins and ends at the borders of Texas. In not a joke, but funny in a different, sadder way. Um, Here's a headline. Higher education critics launch University of Austin. That's who you want launching a college. Someone who thinks college is dumb. This new college, which doesn't even offer degrees yet, also doesn't have a physical location. Also, their name sounds a whole lot like a big old school in Texas, Austin specifically, who employs people who do things like be lawyers. Lawyers, which I have a very hard time believing this, unaccredited university won't have to talk too soon. Anyway, it's a grift. Politics aside, no one should pay money for this. It should be mocked endlessly on Twitter and in real life so that no one genuinely enrolls in this, believing they're going to get an actual education. People that create businesses to trick and take money from people should be made fun of on Twitter. It's not enough of a consequence, but uh, you know, it stings. And finally, big birds in the news again. The famously controversial political figure. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I was reading a different headline. Big Bird, the eight foot two yellow bird from Sesame Street, who is canically six years old, was vaccinated yesterday. He had an adult tweet, quote, my wing is feeling sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. This very cute moment was immediately ruined by Ted Cruz, who again joked about making Joe Rogan president of the United States of Texas. And yet somehow really and truly is one of only 100 senators that make incredibly outsized decisions about our lives. Anyway, that guy called the tweet of, again, the eight foot two children's television show Bird, quote, government propaganda. So that's a part of the news story today. Uh, Fun fact, Big Bird also got vaccinated against the measles in 1972. Good job, Sesame Street. And no one else mentioned in the story? You know what? I'm sorry. I can't end the show with that story. I'm sorry. It's too much. It's too much. So here's the story I want to end on. Andrew Taylor, a 59 year old dad from New Zealand, created a stick library for his neighborhood park because he felt like there weren't enough good sticks for the local pups. I'm going to end on that. I can never get back the time in my life when I had to talk about how a duly elected American senator got upset about an eight foot two bird trying to keep kids healthy. But Andrew Taylor's out here making stick libraries, so I think somehow it all evens out, especially because you're out there, just existing, dipping the odds in the favor of good. I'm proud of you.